0: We are continuing the series that we've been in over the last couple of weeks called The Beatitudes, right? If you've never heard of The Beatitudes, it is a section of scripture in Matthew chapter 5. And in Matthew 5, we find what is called the, the Sermon on the Mount. And this is really Jesus' most famous sermon ever. And it spans a couple chapters, but right at the beginning of chapter 5, is he's starting this message, He starts out with what's called the Beatitudes. Basically, he just gives us the way to live a blessed life. He says all sorts of things that start with blessed are those, or God blesses those who you fill in the blank, right? And so we've been walking over the past couple weeks looking at a couple of these different things that God says leads to blessings in our lives, right? And we began to see that culture says one thing. Culture says, hey, if you want a happy, fulfilled satisfied life do these things in your life but it's the complete opposite of what Jesus is saying here Jesus says if you want a happy fulfilled blessed life you got to do the opposite of really what the world is telling you we we looked at things like Jesus says blessed are those who are meek right which meant hey blessed are those who are content and we talked about how we're blessed right we become happy and satisfied when we're content with who God made us to be right right And then last week, we unpacked something just, it blew my mind when I first read it, where Jesus says, get this, blessed are the persecuted, right? Blessed are those who are made fun of, who are put down because of Jesus. And we we unpack that, hey, when we suffer for Jesus, Jesus comes into our life and he just pours out his blessings, right? When we turn our backs to the world and run to a relationship with Jesus, That is when we begin to experience blessings. Tonight, we're going to try to tackle two of these. We're going to try to tackle two things that I think kind of go together. Uh, And so we're going to look at Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It'll be on the screen. It's on your notes. If you have your Bible, open that up. We're going to read Matthew 5, verses 6 through 7. Follow along with me. Here's what Jesus says. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. Guys, I don't know about you, but when I think of justice and mercy, there's a lot that can come to mind. Right, culture has taught us all sorts of things, especially in the last couple of years, right of this idea of justice. Right? There's all different types of justice that culture has been bringing to our attention of things that we should you know care about or things that we should do right if we care about this idea of justice and then mercy brings up a whole different mindset in me of like I just like I just struggle with showing people mercy so let's walk through these two things tonight and the first thing that Jesus says here is blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice Right, when we look in the Old Testament, and uh, it's a pretty well-known passage of Scripture, in the book of Micah. Really short book, right after the book of Jonah. In Micah 6.8, I want you to listen to what it says. Know, O people, the Lord has told you what is good. And this is what he requires of you. To do what is right, or to love justice, to do justice, to love mercy... And to walk humbly with your God. See, in this passage, God is telling us that, hey, if we want to do what is right, right. God says he requires us to do justice in the world. So justice is something that, one, God says we should be doing. But also, two, that Jesus says leads to you living a happy life. When you care about justice, happiness comes in. let's unpack this because when I read the words hunger and thirst for justice, it, it, it seems a little bit confusing to me. So let's unpack this, and this is going to be on your notes right here. Let's unpack this together. So what does it mean to hunger and thirst for justice? When we look at the phrase hunger and thirst, right, when you are hungry and when you are thirsty, you desire food and water or food and a drink. Right? When, you are, when you say, I'm, I'm hungry or I'm thirsty, you are desiring something. And so when Jesus says hunger and thirst, he is saying to strongly desire. Right? If you are hungering and thirsting for something, you have a strong desire for that thing. And then he says justice. Right? He's very clear with what we should have a strong desire for. And justice is this idea of treating others with fairness and respect. That is what justice boils down to, right? I I think it gets lost in what culture tells you, right? Culture tells you all, all different sorts of things about this idea of justice. But at its core, justice is this idea of treating others with fairness and respect. And so when we put this together, Right, we see that to hunger and thirst for justice is to desire to see all people treated with fairness and respect. And Jesus is saying that if we can do this in our lives, if we can treat all people with fairness and respect, then we'll live a life that's happy. You know, I, I can think of in my life what comes to mind with this. Uh, is my relationship with my dad. Right, when I was your age, in middle school, and then all through high school, my relationship with my dad was basically, I, I mean, it, it existed, but it wasn't very good. Right, we did not get along uh, at all. Uh, we fought nonstop. Uh, to be honest, I, I would say that I really didn't care to be around my father during those times, and he probably didn't care to be around me, if we're being honest. We, we didn't have a good relationship. And I can remember telling my dad, because it, it was always this fight of, son, you don't respect me. Why don't you show me respect? I don't know if you've heard those words from your parents. You need to respect me. And I can remember telling him one time when he said this, he goes, I, he says, you need to respect me, Nathan. I said, well, I'll respect you when you respect me. You ever thought those words or said those words? Right? Maybe maybe it's not a parent. Maybe it's a friend. right? Maybe you you know someone at school who you're like, I'll respect you if you respect me. Or your reason for disrespecting them is because they disrespect you. right? They're not kind to you, and so you're not kind to them. Right? See, that was the relationship that existed with my dad. Right? It doesn't even have to be a friend. It could be a complete and total stranger. You see, our instinct... A lot of times is when people disrespect us, our natural instinct is to disrespect them, right? We we tend to be nice to the people that are nice to us, right? You're friends with people probably because they're nice to you, right? I would say the people in your life that really are just mean and rude to you probably aren't your friends. And you're probably not the nicest person back to them because that's our natural instinct. But Jesus says that if we want to live a life that is happy, we need to treat all people, not just the people that are nice to us, not just the people that we like, but all people with fairness and respect. Do you begin to see the problem where if we're only respecting those who respect us, do you see the problem there? If we only respect those who respect us, then that's a problem. Because then there's a lot of disrespect. Because you know what? They're doing the same exact thing. That friend that you disrespect because they're rude to you, they're looking right back at you saying, I don't respect them because they're mean to me. And so we never get to a place where there's respect for one another. Culture has taught us that when someone wrongs us, Right? We, we need to get even. We need to seek revenge. We, we got to get even, right? That's the, the just thing to do. That's the, the fair thing to do, right? An eye for an eye, right? You've heard this an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, right? You do something wrong to me, I do something wrong to you. It's only fair, right? But that's not what Jesus says. Jesus says treat others with fairness and respect. You know, I, I heard a quote this week that if everyone took an eye for an eye, it would leave the whole world blind. Think about that for a minute. Right? If we're all trying to get even with one another, right? if we're all, all an eye for an eye, you're going after someone else, but they're going to be coming after you. Because let's be honest, you're not perfect and I'm not perfect. I know I hurt people. I know you probably hurt people. I'm rude to people. I know I am. And I know you're probably rude to people too. And so if we're always trying to get even with them, that means they're probably always trying to get even with us. And you begin to see the world that we live in, right? And guys, just look around you. Let's just be honest for a minute. Is that not the world we live in today? Does it feel good? Does it feel good when you go to school and you know you just got to go try to get even with this person or they're trying to get even with you? You know there's just disrespect, there's, there's hatred and just gossip and all this just meanness going around, right? No one likes to live in that. It's uncomfortable. It's not fun. No one likes it. But what we do like is when we're in relationships where people respect us. But if we want those in our lives, we have to be willing to respect other people now I think it boils down to one thing we disrespect others because we think that's what they deserve and the question is is who gets to decide what someone deserves is it you do do you get to decide what someone in your life deserves is it someone else or is it God who ultimately gets to be the judge of what other people deserve Because if if we are the judge, right, as we've just talked about, revenge occurs. But if God becomes the judge of what other people deserve, then this thing called mercy begins to exist. But when we look in the book of Romans, write this verse down. Just write the the book, chapter, and verse. Romans 6.23. Romans 6.23. You may know this. Paul says the wages of sin, right, the consequences of sin is death. What that means is because of our sin, right, we all mess up. We all are sinners. Because of the sin in our lives, we deserve death. That is what God says. That is what Scripture says. Now, who's the judge? Who gets to decide? See, when God is the judge, God says we may deserve that. But because of what Jesus did on the cross, he will show us mercy and forgiveness. And it's only fair that he shows us mercy and forgiveness. You begin to see the shift that happens when God is the judge. God determines what people deserve versus what we say people deserve. The second thing Jesus says that leads to a a blessed life is blessed are those who show mercy. Blessed are those who show mercy. And mercy is a really hard thing, guys. I I struggle daily with this. I struggle daily with showing people mercy. Mercy is showing people forgiveness when it isn't deserved. Let that sink in for a minute. Mercy is showing people forgiveness when it isn't deserved. That means when, when your best friend gossips and trashes your reputation behind your back. Jesus says you're blessed when you show them mercy, when you forgive them even though they don't deserve it. Right? When, the, when the world says to seek revenge, God says forgive. And that's what makes mercy really, really difficult. I think it's a lot easier for all of us, we would probably all agree it's a lot easier for us to ask for forgiveness, to ask people to forgive us and to show us mercy, But then, when the shoe's on the other foot and someone comes and asks us for forgiveness or someone else needs us to show them mercy, it's a whole lot harder to do that. Right? We want mercy, right? When when you get in trouble with your parents, you want them to turn a blind eye. You don't want them to take your phone or ground you. Right? You want them to show you this thing called mercy, forgiveness. God, mom, dad, forgive me, please. I don't want to be in trouble. But then when someone does something to us, right, you get what you deserve. And I don't think I'm the only one that struggles with this in this room. Again, culture teaches us this idea of getting even. When I was in ninth grade, uh, there was a guy at my school named Jeremy. Jeremy Toon. And he lived in my neighborhood. And I had gone out of town. Uh, Auburn was playing a football game. So I went to the football game, came home. And I found out that Jeremy had silly stringed and put forks all in my front yard of the house I was living in. Silly string all over the front of the house, forks all through the front yard. Only one problem. He didn't break off the tops of the forks. So I go gather up all the forks. I'm like, I'll show him. Let's get even. So I got one of my, my friends at the time, Caleb. And we go sneaking through the neighborhood one night. And we had all the forks. And we had gone to Dollar General and we had bought this stuff called artificial snow. Now, being a typical teenage boy, I didn't read the label. I just saw artificial snow and goes, yeah, cool, this will be fun to spray on the bushes. After we're done spraying, I said, "Uh, Caleb, I think we messed up. This is for indoor use only. We sprayed it outside. And so... (laughs) A couple days go by, the bushes are still white. <laughs> a year goes by, the bushes are still white. And the point of this is not what I did to Jeremy's house, but it's the point that I retaliated. Right? I sought to get even. Guess who called my mom the next day? Jeremy's mom. Like, it wasn't a secret who put the forks in their yard and actually broke the tops off this time. By the way, don't do it. Bad idea. we will 100% get you in trouble. It wasn't a secret who sprayed the bushes white. All she had to do is, Jeremy, who'd you do this to? And he was like, Nathan. Okay, great. Guess whose mom I'm calling. And see, you know, I thought that we would get even and it would all be over, but what ended up happening is now I'm in trouble. But had I showed him mercy, had I just forgiven him and walked the other way, then I would have saved myself a whole lot of trouble because I got in trouble. Word to the wise, just free advice tonight. If you spray someone's bushes white, it ends poorly for you, okay? Don't do it. Don't spray paint people's bushes. Bad idea. And so Jesus is very clear, right? Mercy leads to blessings. But I want you to look back at this verse. Look back at Matthew 5. Verse 7, right, God blesses those who are merciful. This is how you're blessed. This next line is how you are blessed in your life because when you show mercy, you will be shown mercy. You know, I think we all live a life where we really hope that we'll be shown mercy. Imagine this for a moment. Imagine you're never forgiven for any of the wrong things you do. The wrong things you did today, the wrong things you did yesterday, the day before that, the day before that, the year before this year, the year before that year, next year, 2024. Imagine you were never forgiven for those things. That would really stink. I don't think I could handle that. I think that would be pretty heavy for me. But Jesus says, hey... We will be shown mercy if we will be willing to show other people mercy. So the question that we have to ask ourselves is, do we want to be forgiven or get what we deserve? Because Jesus is pretty clear, right? The consequences of our sin is death. But those who have a relationship with Christ will be shown mercy. Jesus says, blessed are those who... Are merciful. Blessed are those who show mercy, for they will be shown mercy. You know, when Jesus is teaching in the Gospels, there's a story of the unmerciful servant. And the idea of this teaching that Jesus is saying is there was this guy who owed a lot of debt. And the guy that he owed debt to forgave him, showed him mercy, forgave him of his debt. So this guy is free from everything that he owed. He's been forgiven. But then someone owed him some debt. And he threw the guy in prison. He was shown mercy, but he didn't show mercy. So long story short, the guy that had been forgiven and refused to forgive, the mercy was removed. He got what he deserved. And so, guys, I think Jesus is really challenging us here to show people mercy, even when they don't deserve it. And that is really, really hard. A lot of times when someone hurts me, here's what goes through my mind. I say, but God, but God, this person, they, they really hurt me. God, don't you understand what they did to me? Don't you understand how they've made fun of me and rejected me? And God always says, I know, let me handle it. Let me handle it. And what I have come to realize is I have to trust God. In order for me to show mercy, I have to trust God that he'll take care of it. And so ask yourself, do you trust God to handle your situations that you're facing? Do, do you trust God enough to release control, to allow him to, to do what he knows is best? Do you trust him enough to release control over the situation, to allow him to be the judge? Even if it means that he says they deserve mercy. You see, when, when we go to God, when we allow God To be the judge. We free ourselves to not only show mercy, but be shown mercy. When we allow God to be the judge of our lives and the judge in our lives and in this world, we're free to be shown mercy and to show mercy to other people. And guys, that, a huge burden lifted off your life. And God begins to give you all sorts of blessings when you allow him to do this. And here's what we know as we wrap up, is that God blesses those who treat others with fairness. God blesses those who show people respect. And God blesses those who show mercy to other people. Guys, if you want to live a life that leads to happiness and fulfillment and satisfaction, a life where you can just rest and stop worrying about getting even with other people and stop the cycle of people getting even with you, treat people with fairness, respect, and show them mercy. And I would just ask you, imagine. Imagine what the world would be like today. How much better it would be if everyone just started treating people with fairness, treating people with respect, and showing them mercy through forgiveness. Let's pray. God, again, we thank you for this night. I thank you for these students. Thank you for your words in Scripture, how they challenge us to live lives after you, to fully surrender to you. God, if we're being honest These can be hard things to show. It can be hard to respect other people when they disrespect us. God, I know that I struggle with this, and I'm sure there are students in this room tonight who struggle with this too. God, it can be difficult for me to show people forgiveness when they wrong me, when I feel like they don't deserve it. But God, help me to be a person. Help me to be a follower of Jesus who is fair, who is respectful, and who forgives, because God, I want to be shown those things. And I am so thankful for your love, and that because of your love, you show me these things. And I thank you that it is because of your love that you show these students these things. And so God, as we go into small groups tonight, Lord, I pray that you would continue to challenge us, take us deeper into a relationship with you, Lord, help us to have great discussion and leave here a better person. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.